0: Gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the SAP. As always, it's your boy Dave Neal, Tasha Courtney, and returning guest, our friend Dave Luneau. What's
1: up, my man? Oh man. Absolute pleasure to be back. uh, (laughs) It's good to have you Enjoying another insanely gorgeous day up here. Mid-October. Ah, I love fall.
2: (laughs) We couldn't be more blessed. It hasn't really felt like fall in Los Angeles, considering it's still getting up to the mid-90s every day. But as soon as the sun starts to go down, gets behind that tree over there, it really starts to feel nice up here.
0: Everyone's leaving town, right? Everyone's just moving out. And then these are the days you remember to stay in town. Yesterday we went to the beach. I mean, these are the days where, you you know, you appreciate it while everyone's getting their early frost in New England right now the hurricanes are still hitting or whatever, but welcome back. Was it about a month ago or so? Maybe even a little bit longer. Yeah. Maybe I don't two? Know.
2: A month, yeah,
0: a month yeah, one plus. or two. Yeah. Yeah. I don't do dates or times during quarantine. <laughs> no, I don't know what it
1: means. Uh, yeah, my friend uh, had a great saying for this where he was like, What is it? Uh, the days are long, the weeks are short that <laughs> I mean, yeah. just suddenly <laughs> smashes beautiful. together but that's yeah, beautiful
2: and accurate too for sure like if i didn't keep a paper calendar and like check in at night before i go to bed i really wouldn't know i would i would miss so many appointments because you just it was like i don't know an hour ago when i was like oh wait today's sunday yes. gotta go back to work tomorrow
0: <laughs> now look i don't i don't mean I don't, this isn't political in my, in my opinion. Well, everything's political, right? We're about to
2: get real political on this show, Dave. So you better just get on board. Don't
0: scare him away. I was going (laughs) to ease him into it. Just the tip of politics right now, just to see if it's working. Um, But I do remember in March when they said, Hey, just chill out for two weeks. Let's see what happens. And I kind of thought that's kind of like what your mom would say, you know, like just like to let you down, you know, it's like they, they mommed us. They were like, just kind of hang out. You know, if they said, Hey, the next eight months are going to be rough. People would have literally i mean it was rough already you couldn't get toilet paper
2: well yeah it would have been nice if they would have been honest with us
0: well i think you got to be optimistic and think maybe hey maybe we'll kick it you know i don't know No, but i
2: think like saying like hey maybe like everybody if we don't leave our freaking houses for two months straight we will get to enjoy life again versus Everyone does these half-assed measures and now here we are and nobody's going to be able to see their families at Christmas time.
0: What do you think that is? What do you think it is that makes Americans not want to, I mean, because not we're wanna stubborn. Be smart. Yeah, we're, we're, we're stubborn. I mean, it's not it's not even necessarily a, a left-right thing. Like, I, you know, I know plenty of uh, comics that are all doing these secret shows in town and whatever and it's like, you can shame people, you can do whatever, but people are going to do what they want to do, you know, if it's, it's going to be their decision.
1: Yeah, I've got friends who like are really uh, like deep into politics who also they just feel like even if we had a president, you know, if Barack Obama, let's say, was still president, there would still be, you know, while there would be a level of leadership kind of helping everybody, you know, get on the same page, there would still be this virulent, you know, anti-authority uh, sense that is almost just a, a fundamental characteristic of American society. And like do you in some think the states level. would be
2: undermining, like, the collective effort in the same way as well?
1: Well, they did if, it with Obamacare, so I don't see why yeah. they wouldn't do it with this. Yeah, yeah, I think uh, you're right. Because in so many ways, like, for a lot of people, there's, like, this very toxic... Uh, aspect of politics that has arisen as well where people are identifying themselves as simply anti the other thing you know anti like the democrat like whatever the democrats are going for whatever obama's going for but simultaneously now on the left there's a lot of people where it's absolutely reflexively like if it comes from the right you know we are anti that Uh, we have to find some reason to reject it and and so and to, I to like think,
2: understand the nuance, right? Yeah. Because there is a lot of nuance in the middle.
1: No, exactly, and it's it's the rejection of nuance. It's absolutely, and I think uh, to some extent the both sides ism is part of this also rejection. But it's it's uh, the rejection of nuance from people who want to act like they're above everything. It's this very cynical angle where it's like, oh well, both sides lie or both sides do this. It's like, well, yeah, but if one side lies. 20,000 times, like if the one person lies like 20,000 times in three years, and the other side lies like 20 times in that same period of time, like, isn't there a fundamental difference? Like, yeah, we've lost the ability to differentiate by degree, to differentiate by quality. Politicians quantity. are going to be
0: smarmy and two-sided just you know no matter what side you're on it's just get it's just got ramped up to such a level that it's like well look we're not even arguing the same you know it's not even on the same battlefield anymore and the problem that i have is that we're all trying to play this 2d chess in a 3d world you know it's not left versus right there are so many layers to like my mom was went from tulsi to trump like that you know what i mean like and she ain't alone like a lot of people went from just something that would have been considered wait when did
1: she do that like 2016 or just now
0: um, in the in, in this primary,
1: yeah, wow. I think I think she was
0: a she was a Bernie Tulsi anti Hillary, you know, and, and 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 there's this scar tissue of like the DNC doing some real, um, you know, horrible shit to like. You know, to put to put their you know foot on the weight of the election, and it, and it goes on all in sides. In twenty sixteen, I mean, we could, and, and again we'll 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 tackle like a, a more in depth, but yeah. it's like you got like th- these drunks like J- Jelani, who's I don't know if he had a stroke or if he's just old or what his deal is, but like the Russians just hand him like this dirty laptop full of Biden porn, and he think you know, I and mean? it's like what the fuck, like what the fuck, and and here we are enjoying a nice sunset, and it could be our last. Like it's a heavy election. We got sixteen days,
1: folks. This is it a, only 16 yeah. days 16. away? Yeah. <laughs> Although, for me, it's like, I'm like, it's still 16 days away. <laughs> it's just, part of me is like, oh, this feels like it's been forever. Wouldn't that yeah. be a funny Groundhog's movie if it yeah. was always the day before the election? <laughs> no, that's <laughs> every day. Word. You're like in a swing state. You're in Iowa or some random <laughs> shit. <laughs> like, every day, every day you all you're doing. is
2: thousands of mailers. Exactly, thousands of mailers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and your
1: phone's blowing up like crazy. Boy, these
0: printer presses are making money on it's us.
2: Keeping the posts oh, the This is what we have. We have a business. bucket. We
0: have a giant bin underneath our mailbox, and we open the mailbox and take the mailers and put them right into the bin, and that's all you can do. It's just amazing. And these, these things aren't cheap. These are 16 inches. These are thick Gloss, cardstock, yeah. glossy. <laughs> I mean, yep. I know a good printer. These are good headshots.
1: No, and like solid copy. You know, yeah. there's been like they're paying somebody to write it all out. Oh, yeah. It's – and at my place, we have – I mean, you guys are in a you know apartment building, so I'm sure you, you're – many times past this, but there's three registered voters at my address. There's a like two units. And for the three registered voters, I'd say we've probably gotten, I don't know. It's at least five pounds. I would estimate it's more like 10 pounds of these mailers. Cause each individual one is so like heavy and thick and each registered voter at this is address. Is getting a copy, getting yeah. One. So you're getting
2: three Listen, of like, yeah. and they're probably sending and five a week. But
0: someone in Silicon Valley needs to develop a thing where I can say, all right, here's what I'm going to be voting on. Leave me alone. Go put your money on someone else. This is what I'm doing. You know
2: what's funny? Somehow, my mom must have given my cell phone number <laughs> to a somebody in Kentucky, because they, they message me and they say, hey, Jean my mom's name is Gene, Jean, Jeannie, hey, Jean blah, 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 voting for McGrath, and I have written them back a couple times and been like, yeah, I don't live in Kentucky, you've got the wrong person, and they say, we'll take you off, we'll take you off, but I'm getting nonstop texts. I guess it makes me hopeful that they're texting lots of people in Kentucky. Oh, they
1: are, I'm sure. <laughs> like Why, every- What's
0: happening in Kentucky? What's going on there? I haven't heard...
2: I, it's our only chance at being saved
0: now david i want to so i want to i want to start positive so i want to oh. say this so yeah. l- so let me i want to first announce that they found the female hiker in zion national park so they found her alive Alive. I, I had friends of friends that knew knew her, so like I had been following this, but she had been missing for like a week or something like that. Uh, she's a mom. She she wanted to go to the national parks because she lost her job because of COVID. So just like us and other people, she'd been traveling or see you know seeing the parks, doing kind of what you can do. And they they actually I think like the the, the park rangers had called the, called it off like three or four days ago. They can only spend so much money looking for someone because people die all the time in these parks. But they were they they had sent drones and they had search parties. They found her. She's in a hospital. So. That is a good good thing to report. What happened? Wow. They don't know anything about it yet, but they just found this out a few hours ago. is national news. Um, we have been doing a lot of spiritual uh, work on ourselves because of the quarantine. Yesterday, we I was reading about faith. I was reading Wayne Dyer, Manifest Your Destiny. Tasha was reading... um
2: Marianne Williamson. The law, law of divine di- compensation,
0: and and actually, bo- we were both reading random a, different. I saw the IG story. Yeah, yeah, oh, we yeah. were reading <laughs> different passages, but it all had the same message because they are they are pretty uh pre- pretty intertwined. The two, but I was talking about faith and how everyone has faith. You just either have faith that things are going to work out, or you have faith that. You're gonna self-sabotage. No, or, that
2: was in my was book. Was that in your book? That was Marian Williamson.
0: Okay, well there you go. But that's what it comes down to: is like, are we gonna have faith that that the system's gonna work itself out and we're gonna reunite, or or is it gonna be the opposite? What do you think?
2: Well, if you really want to get into it, it's like uh, Marian Williamson says that the universe is self-correcting, so there's no wrong that can't be undone, right? So maybe. <laughs> <laughs> it, not in 16 days, everything's gonna be better. But you know, if it's if it's not the outcome that we hope for, that doesn't mean that the universe still isn't conspiring for the greater good, which I think is important to remember. Sort of like the oh, let's just blow it all up mentality in 2016.
0: Yeah, and I just I, well, I just wonder, and, and I, I believe that as well. But then you get like sinister forces like in Russia, and you know that you know they're just trying to throw fuel on on the fire to, to show divisiveness within a democracy. And it's kind of like if you just went to some someone's, you know, I've heard someone else make this analogy, but it was like if you went to a random person's party, started punching random people, you peed in the you know in the, you know peed all over the wall in the bath, and you just started doing things to mess things up. You could ruin that party in two seconds before people know it was you. And it's kind of like that's what happened where. There, there has been this divide, but it's just been ages exacerbated by by Russian troll farms and things like that. And I don't know if I, I don't know if enough people really realize what's been happening and are as mad as they should be.
2: What was the movie that we watched? It it was a movie, right? It was a documentary. What did we just watch? I asked you this the other day, and you couldn't was it remember the Netflix,
0: the three part Netflix.
2: I, I don't there's so, there's so no, we've been watching a bunch of really good political stuff. We watched the um James Comey on Showtime. That one Really, like I'm, the one
1: with Jeff Daniels? Yeah. Yes. Okay.
2: And it was really good. Uh And then we watched something else. And I, I want to say it was a documentary, Dave. We watched that in between James Comey and after the Netflix three-part I'll one. add
0: it at the end because I have no... Yeah, yeah we've we're going to have, we're have so to
2: reference in- these. But it was interesting because a lot of this stuff that we've been watching really spells it out for you. Like, you don't have to be, like, very politically inclined or, like, in tune to understand it. They make it nice and slow and steady so you can understand, like, exactly the intricacies that played out with like Russian meddling.
0: Yeah, and it's almost like it's almost like people don't want to think that Russia had anything to do with Trump winning. But it's like, look, I don't. Russia probably didn't care if Trump was going to win. They just wanted it to be bloody. And then once they saw it work, I mean, they originally did it in Crimea, and then all of a sudden, next thing you know, they're putting, the, they're like, they're like realizing that like a hundred-person troll farm was enough to sow such a great divide within our country during, with these sensitive topics, like creating fake Black Lives Matter groups and creating fake this. And then all of a sudden, in Brazil, there's a blog that goes up that's supposed to be some like mom-and-pop shop in the middle, and the you know middle of you know iowa or something and it's like how duped were we able to get and we should we should be so upset on all sides of it but we're still kind of in the thick of things like we're still realizing this sort of like this this terrorist attack on us a
2: lot of people that don't believe that it was real that don't believe that russia influenced. can you imagine it's It's, it comes back to like cognitive dissonance, right? You don't want to believe that you were duped. You don't want to believe that someone like fooled you into like becoming more entrenched in these ideologies that you already had. Like maybe you were leaning right, but you, I mean, I, I, I'll be the first one to raise my hand and say, I was a Bernie supporter and I went hard for Bernie and I really loved Bernie and I believe that he was He was going to be a bringer of change for us. And the little birdie landed on his shoulder. And it was a magical Cinderella moment. And this was my guy, okay? And I was furious when the DNC undermined him. And, yeah, put their foot on the scale for Hillary. I was furious. And I was... was not here for that party and I wanted to make a statement and you know what I voted for Jill Stein but I also live in California where I knew that wouldn't fucking matter you know what I mean I it like let's be smart about it I'm, if I'm living in a swing state I'm not going to vote thir- third party but I felt perfectly justified it's in like doing you want, it here in California because who cares
0: it's like telling your mom you're not going to eat dinner but you just ate a Big Mac so you're like, cool <laughs> with it. You're like mom I'm taking a stand I'm full and I don't want to hear it
2: <laughs> but I, I do know that The entire primary process, I was ragging on Hillary and you're allowed to go for your candidate and rag on other candidates. Right. But I but looking back now, a lot of this anti Hillary rhetoric was pushed by the Russians with a very specific end. No. Yeah. And maybe I'm not trying to like, you know, look at the past. You're going to have to find this
1: documentary for me because, yeah, I have not yeah. looked this up. It's oh, man, we really real should I mean, I've heard stuff. I've heard enough reporting on it. you got to watch stuff, this
2: James so. Comey thing, too. It, okay. it gets into it as well. It's really interesting. I didn't know that they they had intel. they were investigating that Trump was helped by the Russians at the same time oh, that yeah. they were making announcements no, and about the Republicans Hillary in
1: the Senate refused to allow that announcement to go public.
2: Mm-hmm. So but it, you know, the intelligence he's, committee. Yeah, no, it it's real effed up.
0: So, but, so how are we going to do? How are we going to do in the next sixteen days? I mean, okay, you got so, Biden. Biden's got the these holes, quote unquote. What, All right. You know?
1: First question that was coming was about like faith, right? Um and I apologize. You know, we books. did ask you 17 questions in a row and no. then talked <laughs> about sorry, ourselves. No, Someone's gonna comment I, does. I'm sorry. I love it. Like <laughs> it was great just because I We've was been seeing, waiting for I was seeing how it connects together. And <laughs> yeah, it doesn't. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's it, it, does. it absolutely <laughs> does. And I was like There were so many moments where in my own head, I was like, shut up, Dave. We don't shut up. (laughs) Feel free to interrupt. Shut up me. No, tell us to shut up. Dave and I started
2: dating, and I had to learn to interrupt because otherwise I would have gotten in four words a year. So I apologies. So
1: first thing, um, I look at your faith question as a question of where you find optimism. Um, Because the whole faith of, you know— whether things are gonna work out or the faith that things are gonna go to crap, I look at as optimism versus pessimism. And yes, even if Trump wins, no matter what, I simply have to, like fundamentally, um, I feel like being active is an act of optimism, okay? Being civically active, politically active, trying to change anything, is accepting the possibility that you could change it for the better. Yeah, and because what's
2: an, your other option to just be resigned that this no, is how it is and, and no, do and, nothing and and wallow in a hole? And that is an option.
1: Yes, <laughs> it is. 100%. <laughs> like that is absolutely an option. But that, you, it's Let's a not dark discount place. that. Exactly. It is, and I think a lot of people have gone there. And I think also this it's not it's not necessarily, you know, one size fits all for all of life, all of events, all of everything, you can be optimistic about the state of the country and be pessimistic about the DNC. You could be optimistic about, you know, um, maybe California and, you know, or the state of the country be pessimistic about uh, climate change and, like, what's going to happen. But simply, and for me, the... Biggest fundamental issue that I've had to deal with is especially, especially these days, where it's like the more you read and learn and know, the more reasons you have to not be optimistic, to be pessimistic. And so being able to fundamentally remind myself and just like come back to the idea of I don't know everything, which for young me would have been a very difficult thing to wrap his head around. <laughs> and and also that things can change way faster than we can possibly anticipate or expect. Those two things are kind of where I go back to have faith that things can get better. But I definitely do not subscribe to the to any of the notions of... Things simply will get better. Like the arc of history is long, but it bends towards justice. Or you know, it will just get better. It's like no, it gets better. Like it, if it bends towards justice, it's because people are throwing their bodies against it and shoving it that yeah.
2: way. Yeah, action.
1: Yes. Did you turn me down? I did a little bit. Sorry. Why? What, you have a li- you, <laughs> you have a louder microphone. I turned. You, I didn't realize I turned
0: you that far down. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Your but microphone's yeah, louder.
2: Change doesn't come about just because we all sat back and politely asked for it. No, it, it change comes about. Because of action, Um, and I think it's the same sort of like the flu flu stuff that we were into yesterday with Marianne Williamson and Wayne Dyer. Like, uh,
1: sorry, what's flu flu? You mean like fufu or like flu? Like I don't know if you're referencing like COVID. (laughs) I think like (laughs) all the flu flu stuff.
2: Both. Um, No, I think that uh, for. Well, I'm just trying to like walk it back a little bit. But,
0: um, but Marianne Williamson talks about shifting of consciousness. <laughs> like you had kind of mentioned that there is a shift happening, and when you well, do talk about a global shift, it kind of happens when you talk about quantum mechanics it kind of happens all at once it's kind of like as soon as you know something you can't unknow it as soon as you see the old lady in the the puzzle you can't unsee that old ratchet lady she's there
2: I think that the and
0: that's what woke is
2: the real lesson is that our outcomes are affected by our optimism or our pessimism by our leans towards action or our leans toward inaction right but if you see the world in a negative light you're probably just attracting more negative to you If you're, if you're resigned to there's nothing I can do about this, then you're just going to spiral into this dark place. But if you are optimistic, if you are taking active steps to make the world a better place, the one you imagine, you are designing that better world for yourself, right?
0: Yeah, we all have the ability to, to empathize with, uh, with others outside of our, our group. It's just a matter of there's a reason why there's like an electoral divide between cities and suburbs. And I, and I know that it's blurred a little bit. There's been a lot of city folks moving to suburbs. But like yesterday, right, we, we we're at the beach. There's a, there's a nice black fam- family to our right. There's a guy, in a, you know, uh, his daughter's running into the ocean and he's running slower behind her. He's like this heavy. I was like, he might, he might have been a grandpa. He was a little bit of an older guy, three or four kids there. He's kind of watching her play. He's got a big smile. I'm ready to cry because I'm just watching this. I'm, I'm drinking a Diet Coke watching this family have a great day. And I'm just watching it. I'm reading about Wayne Dyer talking about unconditional love. I'm watching it. To the left, there's a young, young, young group happening. And then, and then, and then, a Hispanic lady walks by me selling churros. Tasha, give me five bucks. I'm buying some churros. They were a little stale. They had been sitting out for a little bit. (laughs) But, uh, but the last last time I talked about the churros, I didn't buy. I let let the lady walk by. And for like two days, I was thinking about those churros afterwards. (laughs) So I bought some beach churros. And I'm just and I'm just thinking if any if people can live in a world that's a mixed pot, you start to realize like. I'm no better. We're all in this together. We're all humans. We really don't have as many... And
2: we fundamentally want the same things, right? We just want uh, to live a life without lack and fear, right? And that's... Abundance, according to Miss Marion Williamson.
0: <laughs> Very flu <flu-flu> flu of you. <laughs> <laughs> but it's easy to divide people when you think like, you know, There was like I was saying the other day, there's plenty of people that were like, hey, I'm all for the Affordable Care Act as long as it's not that Obamacare shit. You know, there's so many people that like they don't even know what they want. My sister's super pro-life. But I think if you break her what she thinks down, she would be okay with someone else making their own decisions, which would make her pro choice. Voice, but she doesn't realize that because she lives in a world where she just follows these, you know, b- baby bloggers and they just live in this cute little world. And lots of people world. don't
2: want to be challenged. They don't want to have their preconceived notions and ideas challenged. They don't want to do any digger, deeping, di- deeper, deeper digging. digging. Thank you. Yep. I can't talk today. Uh, and, and so they just leave it with what's easiest, right? And I can understand it's a complicated world. Sometimes, like, we just want the easy way out. But I think there's got to be something that we like i wish <laughs> i wish that we had some sort of like uh psa campaign that was like you're allowed to question stuff you know you're allowed to like change your mind or change your beliefs you're it's it uh is encouraged for you to dig deeper and try and learn a little and, more and
0: isn't that a problem with politics that we 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 get mad at people for being flip-floppers, as they call them. I understand if you can tie flip-flopping to, like, campaign donors or, or what have you, but, like, you should you should almost embrace that, like, Obama changed his mind about gay marriage versus being, like, stuck on something because that's what, the, you know, he was told to do to get elected. You know, like, you don't know, you, you know, you have to be, you have to embrace people that are willing to change uh, for the better when they're provided with new information.
1: Yes. 100. I mean, what you just described is, I think, one of the, a quality that we would all hopefully acknowledge is an aspirational human quality. The idea that we would all try to go ahead and modify our beliefs, modify our opinions in light of better and more robust information. And unfortunately, it does not happen enough, and it is often vilified. And at least for me, the first time I I believe where Flip Flop was coined was... Um, with John Kerry and uh, running against W back in 2004 and having him uh, change his position on the Iraq war, criticizing it. And they're saying, oh, well now he flip flopped because he actually voted for it. Um, And it's, and that was actually in a lot of ways, I feel like a lot of Hillary's problem too, is it's not enough just to simply say like, well, now I feel different, feel differently about it. It's you have to own what you did and that's a lot of it where you know with a lot of politicians I think they're I think one of the biggest problems we have with so many politicians on the national scale and which is often um, shows and it's it's difficult to observe a lot in Los Angeles but we still do have it here Los Angeles I'm saying it's difficult simply because um, I'm about to say like local politics are different than national but in LA our local politics are still for a city of well over 3 million people. So a city itself, which is bigger than, you know, uh, 20, uh, different States at least. And so even, but even in LA, you can see there's a lot more nuance available. Whereas on the national level, there's just almost no nuance. And, and, I think that a lot of the consultants that basically form, I think the first like three or four layers around most national politicians, those consultants are just constantly whispering in their ears, like, no, 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 no. You can't ever like say that you were wrong. You can't ever, like, if you wanna change your mind on it, just change your mind. Yeah. you can't say that you were wrong, that's gonna be a sign of weakness, they're gonna crucify you, and they do and that's they will gonna use, be it. Right, but one
2: therapist that- in marriage counseling would say, don't say sorry. Just change your behavior. Don't say so. It's like no, you have to acknowledge like exactly. that you fucked up. You have
1: and in to the say, end I you're... screwed
2: up. I have changed my mind. I'm gonna do and you better have to and, trust and follow it
1: with the action. Other person that they're going to be mature enough to, to actually appreciate that mm-hmm. and see you as a three dimensional individual.
0: You yeah, know. and and you are you are uh, an elected official, so you have your constituents, and, and you pretty much are voting on their behalf. And a lot of times, people's well, you're supposed to. You're supposed to, of course, and but people collective their collective mind does change. Like it, it'll when we look back on things, the the acceptance of gay marriage in the history of things will flip very fast when we look at it. Same thing with like you know being okay with weed. I mean, it's, it's really been just a couple short years. Now it doesn't mean that so much wrong hasn't happened between mass incarceration you know, Carson, incarceration, incarceration. Jesus, I'd to look at Tasha like, please save me right <laughs> now.
1: <laughs> oh boy. I
0: haven't even had the second beer yet. <laughs> uh, boy. Um, but it's, um, it's, yeah. You know, once you start looking at like following the money and campaign donations, I mean, Lindsey Graham, uh, you know, is, it might lose his election right now, you know, week, a week before he, you know, Oracle became the, 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 bidder for TikTok. you know, they donated to his, um, his campaign. Are you familiar with
1: any of that? No, I wasn't. Yeah, yeah. They, they, or Oracle was. I mean, a- I would assume Oracle, given how big they are, donates to most politicians, right, as sh- a lot of those large tech companies do. They're kind of almost a. Agnostic about R- politics,
0: right? Right, and that, so, it, but the money, but when but you, I'm not sure, yeah, but but uh, his um, challenger, uh, this African American guy, I don't know his name off something. Jamie Harrison. Yeah, there you go. Thank you so much. No problem. Good to have you here. That's why I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking we should have a podcast. You and I call two Daves make a right. I'll just say random things and you'll correct me and lead me in the right direction. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> but yeah, he was up. Uh, he's up a couple percentage points in a poll, and it and it could be a very That's, big flip. And yeah. and the thing that the thing is 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 when. As a country, will we? I, I don't, I mean, I personally don't gloat over like victories politically. Like, I've been on the losing side of a lot of things I've supported. But I think when you take away the structure, of of you know us versus them. Put it this way: I'm a Tom Brady fan. Okay, I have loved him for 20 years when he was with the Patriots. I'm also a Patriots fan, but I'm now rooting for Tom Brady for the Buccaneers. If somebody in the Republican Party, if they wanted to 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 put a platform together that I was all about, that was going to help people, maybe you know if you know an affordable uh, health care solution, I would be cool looking into that if that was going to benefit me or my family. I mean, you you got to think of the of of the the the. The United States as a whole. What's going to help us move forward? Is it is it some like looking into universal basic basic income when companies like Amazon start running everything and people don't have jobs anymore? Is it going to be like like some crazy marginal tax on billionaires? But for whatever reason, we got a bunch of people making fifty grand a year with their with their arms in the air, upset because you know because uh, Biden wants to put a tax on people making over four hundred thousand. You know, it's like people just aren't. Edu- they're, they're, it's easier to sell someone on fear than it is on what's going to help them. It seems because everything Trump talks about is just fear at this point. They're going to take away your jobs. They're going to tax you. They're going to you know send you. It's one. Yeah, they're going to put after-
1: Section Eight housing in your suburb.
0: Yeah, everything. Yeah. And it's and and for me as like I look whenever I'm being sold fear. I don't know if this was just studying marketing in college. Whenever I'm sold fear, I go, Why are you trying to scare me? Yeah. What are you trying to scare me about? You know, what are we actually worried about here? And usually when you try to sell someone on fear, it's it's because you don't have a better point.
1: Yeah. No, and that's, I think that's fundamentally uh, uh, one of the biggest lessons anybody, you know, who takes a cursory glance at American politics over the past, you know, over our lifetimes would be able to easily... Um cuz what's it, what what, what is what are they what's Trump saying? Cuz we all know he doesn't
0: have a platform. And uh, L- like,
1: but like but but not but, everyone does. But, but what's, no, what's what's but not a fear? Wait, no, no, Everything's but, but a let's fear. Let's let's not just gloss over that. You said that as in like he doesn't have a platform, but let's make sure anybody listening to this knows he literally does not have a platform. <laughs> Care's on the way, man. It's no <laughs> he
2: promised it. How many weeks have been? We he, he promised. They were one health-
1: vote away from overturning Obamacare, and that was I want to say around. It was at least two full years ago. Now it might have been more than that, and he still, yeah, they haven't brought out any sort of you know replacement plan. We know that it's you know complete they're full of shit at this point, and and this is also one of the difficult parts of the entire analysis about American politics is that the Republican Party has hit a point where, I mean, we were weak enough as a country when both parties were beholden to the citizens that were on different sides um, and the divide of different beliefs. That was difficult enough simply because two parties is not enough to possibly-
2: Cover everyone's interests.
1: Exactly. But now, one of the parties has basically been completely captured by interests that really have no, no interest whatsoever so you're in helping about like corporate
2: people. Corporate interests, yes. Well, well
1: and the- also just like the yeah, super uber wealthy, um, and which is why like frequently it's like yeah, why are they going to play on fear and all of these other things? Because typically it's like our funders are willing to go ahead and you know give us like abortion to campaign on which has been like their number one thing for so long um we're able to be a little racist although that's becoming a lot more problematic now that we can see actually that it's like with black lives matter colin kaepernick etc like nike all these major brands like everything's actually becoming now like a a monetary issue as well a capitalism issue
2: yeah people are learning to vote with their dollars
1: yes and it's like and these companies it's i mean the idea that Nike and that NASCAR, you know, would have like said, nope, there will be no more Confederate flags. <laughs> or, you know, like if we're going to do like, uh, um, like a stand in solidarity with Bubba Wallace. And it's just that on its own. I, That, I got, don't that think- got so
0: much for play for being the, 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 the biggest uh, progressive movement by any major sport. It wasn't the NBA, you know, because they had issues with, China you know where where they have they make so much money from China that they weren't willing to sort of like you know do you do you know any
1: of that yeah, I, mean, that's I can't remember what it was it—the Uyghurs it, that well, they weren't willing to call out. The they
0: weren't willing to call like uh, they had someone. I think it was in the Houston Rockets, or yeah. there was a GM that was calling out what was happening in China, and then the NBA just shut that down right away. And that, and whenever you try to shut something down, the I think it's called the Barbara Streisand effect, right? Where whereas you, the second you try to shut something down, it goes tenfold, you know, straight up. And um, and uh, yeah, I mean, and then all of a sudden NASCAR is like, now we're not dealing with this shit. Everyone's like, what? NASCAR yeah. is the everyone PBR you know NASCAR's the the one that's going to do a full stop and they did they did a full stop on like you know no Confederate flags at events and and I mean that might not sound like a big deal but that's a this is a new thing I mean it's you can still go to a gas station in Texas and find a Confederate flag I mean it's not it's not crazy to think it's an, it's just a new it's a new way of thinking that like hey we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna err on the side of like moving forward not like celebrating parts of the past that were used to either intimidate parts of our country or you know means one thing to you like I mean Tasha you 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 should celebrate the fact that but when this podcast was in its early days you were still defending the confederate flag because as a kentuckian it meant something to you that wasn't racist but
2: well i i wouldn't say i was defending the confederate flag but i think i still had this um like uh what's the word i was raised in a school that when we talked about the civil war talked about states rights right? States rights. Like it's very much kind of, you're indoctrinated in the South to believe that this is a part of, that this is heritage, that they gloss over slavery, right? They, they just, you just don't. The lost
1: cause narrative is, is what the rewriting of the Civil War and the reasons for the Civil War was. It was very transparently about slavery, Yeah, you know, but then, um, and, and this is one of the things that in American history is, so poorly taught and that's one of the really fundamental like failures fundamental failures of our society is you can't be a healthy democratic society if you don't have a an accurate and a robust Knowledge of self and self meaning the country. Your history. Your history. It's right. like it's
0: like owning an old old uh what's it, old buffet? What's that old time buffet? Is that what it's called? I o- don't know. It's like old it's like owning one of those buffet <laughs> restaurants but refusing to serve the Italian food. It's like you gotta you gotta give people the chance to try, you know, taste their palate. And with education, it's like how do you have faith that people are going to progress and become enlightened when every single generation um can and might be restricted on what they're what they're gonna be taught.
2: Well it's interesting because it's it's whitewashing right it's whitewashing of our history books it's not being honest about like our complicity in in really or horrible things and um you know we, like people always say the nazis like you can't in germany now you cannot fly a nazi flag correct right and, and, but in america we can still fly a confederate flag like what and, and and they actively, t- you know, they they talk about the horrors of yeah. what happened in World War Two in well, Germany. They they yep. acknowledge the mistakes that they that they made and ha- have actively tried to like put the right foot forward. We have not done that here. We haven't owned up to yes. our mistakes. We haven't even uh, like we're we're not even. D- d- teaching our kids that like, you know, it was like, uh, my sister works for, um, a like education, Company. I don't want to say the name of her her work, but they write textbooks and materials and CD-ROMs. I don't know (laughs) CD-ROMs.
1: Ninety-five. She's still alive. Scholastic (laughs) Book (laughs) (laughs) Club. What do they got over there?
2: But uh, they her company has taken a very active approach in making sure that their materials are accurate and inclusive, especially with Black Lives Matter and everything that happened this year. They really took a very active approach in making sure that minority voices were heard in their company and where can we make changes and where can we do better? And it's that sort of attitude that I think is going to really empower citizens. I feel like I was done a disservice by getting this like very sort of washed over version of... You got
1: propaganda. Yeah. I got propaganda,
2: just like they didn't did USSR.
1: So, but and well I mean you guys have heard the the statement um history is written by like the, the winners. winners right yeah exactly, exactly the winners. So it's like who really won the civil war if we're hearing the south's version of history. If the south gets to dictate the version of history that we end up hearing in a lot of ways it's like wait did the south not win the civil war?
2: And they didn't. I mean if you think about segregation and Jim Crow and uh, you know like no, they—they
1: <laughs> they didn't lose. Yeah, they didn't lose. Yeah, they, re- the North they rewrote did not the win. laws to they just
2: made it. Le- they made a different. No, they form couldn't of-
1: overturn the amendment outlawing chattel slavery, and so. But there was that little, you know, if you've seen Ave DuVernay's documentary Thirteenth, and if you haven't, put that on your list. That, of- <laughs> yeah, that's the one we'll
2: have to watch tonight.
1: But it's um in the Thirteenth Amendment, which abolished slavery. There's an exception for. If you're basically serving um, time for a, for felony. a crime, yeah, mm-hmm. and so immediately, of course, like mass incarceration like that beco- becomes the seed of mass incarceration. You know, being something that people don't have a problem with as long as it's still happening to those people, like and, if, pe- and if people and if people wonder, people primarily, and if people wonder,
0: like, if this is like a truth or not, we have the most uh, imprisoned people in the world yeah by portion of the world by well, actually, per capita. No.
1: Sorry, actually we have just on a absolute basis. Like I forgot. Mo- like more than anyone. No, we actually yeah, just pure number of people in our system. Yeah, we have the most. And yes, and on a per capita. Because
0: you know, basis. I like I like to look at it as sort sor- in some ways like a skeptic where you go, okay, well, I want people to know, like, when you're looking at numbers, they can always be molded to fit a narrative. But you have to realize, per capita or collectively, we have the most people that have their rights stripped away because they're in jail. And then you have to say, well, we got to put away the bad people. Well, how come... You know what I mean? Well, then we're putting away more. We have just more bad people. We just got more assholes in our country that are just, you know, doing them darn crimes that, you know, you have to just look at it kind of like just logically and go, oh, it's the way that we can manipulate people that can vote, people that can like live their life. They're put into debt. They can't afford bail.
2: But you kind of missed the point that like 80 percent of incarcerated people are black people, right?
1: I'm not sure. On I'm not percentage. sure of the numbers. Yeah. Okay. Like as, we should as look it up and put it in the show yes. notes.
2: But I mean, it's crazy it's disproportionate yes, to exactly. our population. It's absolutely If we're going to say that all humans do bad things in equal numbers, which they do because humans, yes. then why is it all black people, uh, all, but a lot of black people who are in prison? Well, because if you have a felony, you can't vote in a lot of states. And right? it's not and like you every felony conviction. It's you not can't like vote. every so It top. really is like a s- systematic sort of removal of a section of the population oh. as a voter base.
1: And this is so. Michelle Alexander uh, wrote a book. Uh, she's brilliant, and she wrote a book called "The New Jim Crow" and examines a lot of this. Where basically it was even after. So of course Jim Crow was after slavery, and then even after Jim Crow was, you know. Via the, civil rights, yeah, via the civil rights movement, Jim Crow got defeated. Then there's still um, basically mass incarceration and the carceral state and then like probation and everything else that happens. Uh, the way that that, t- and we have a police chopper flying by in the background, <laughs> if you all can hear <laughs> that. Seven perfect timing, perfect <laughs> timing. Shut us down,
0: folks. <laughs> by the way, I should mention we are on the roof. People don't know we are on the roofs. Yes. And this is what you have, LAPD. They've got 40 different helicopter pilots. It's our tax money, folks. Always making you feel afraid. They fly yeah. 30 oh. feet off the ground at the beach. What are they looking for?
2: <laughs> yeah, and they do, they really do just do laps. I mean, it's like back and forth. I'm always, like, pulling my hat a little low and, like, turning away from them. Like, I don't What's going on for with this For every helicopter
0: flying, you could probably have 50 social workers scooping up People that are, you know, tripping on acid, you know, doing whatever the crack problems. Or just and, being homeless, yeah, yeah. And just like help people, you know what I mean. But I digress, folks. Um, <laughs> this is an ex- this is all the
2: cop cars coming by. Oh There's yeah. four, five, six.
0: This is an example. Yeah, this people must be a
1: peaceful protest. Yeah, people nearby. don't realize that or, don't
0: live here. Like we're talking, I could hit that helicopter with my drone right now. Yes. Like, like it is. It it rattles our windows at night, and you wonder. You know, don't get me wrong. Every once in a while, there's a guy running around off his meds with an axe, trying to kill people. Like we've got that It's Los Angeles. But I also want. Like I always want to know. Um, you know, what are they looking for? Like, is this? Is it? Does this warrant the use of that helicopter, or do you just have a budget for fuel that you need to burn through? You know. By the, way, the end like, of the year. And again, I'm got sorry got for my ADD, so but there are just so many beautiful hawks flying right now. I'm sorry. They, they, Thank they, they, you. look I've at, at them They're, they're oh, just moving it's gorgeous. around. It's we, inspiring. We live near a lot of crime and a lot of hawk nests. And um, yeah. again, red, red-tailed hawks. I've been attacked by them. But sorry. Let's let's well, just go back. But I, seeing I know it's those to focus. crows
1: try to mess with the hawk, I'm always just like, what are you doing? You are so outmatched. I mean, I got to admire the gumption. We should have a bird-watching podcast.
2: brilliant. Crows are my favorite birds.
1: Okay, <laughs> there's some sort of article that's out like recently about like crows having some sort of higher mental ability than that they we thought, ever realized. Yeah, They're, that they thought was only like humans and maybe primates. dolphins. They and remember primates. you. Yeah. They're like an octopus of the uh, air.
0: Well,
2: they've yeah. known that for a long time. They've known how clever they are. They know that they have the ability to use, use tools. tools. Yeah, um, and that they do, do specifically remember faces. So if you are nice to crows, they will be nice to you. Like there's plenty of what? like instances of like crows. Befriending a little girl and like bringing her ribbons and stuff that they like find right that are like sparkly and pretty and if you're mean to a crow the crows do not like you like if you're a farmer (laughs) right who's like shooting crows like around his crops no those those
0: crows will fuck you up. But whereas these hawks like look at this hawk over here I mean these hawks are just vicious dinosaurs. No, they're not. They're dinosaurs. They are literally raptors. They are air <laughs> pirates. They just come. Look, that guy's just floating around waiting for some squirrel to come down and he's just going to mess you up. Anyway, folks, you guys don't care, but that's just a slice of life. We do have, I mean, for a major yeah. metropolis, we have so much wildlife. Here. Was we we went hiking the other day and saw a bunch of deer and, you know, coyote running around and these hawks are attacking me. It's amazing
1: that the police chopper and that, are, like, and the hawk are making the same like little circles over prey. <laughs> <laughs> the similarities our, are striking. Our <laughs> listeners are probably like, "What the
0: <laughs> fuck is happening yeah. over We're there?" We're doing like on we tru- <laughs> doing politics, or, or are we doing David Attenborough? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. the hawk flies above the oh, LAPD. Oh, we watched that
2: one too. The life Our Planet. Of, of, mm-hmm, or what? Yes, yeah, Our Planet. What, okay. Yeah, the I Netflix was, version
1: mm-hmm. or. Or, no?
2: or was it Life on Our Planet? It's a movie. I don't it's know. It's his mission statement oh, movie. Oh, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Okay. And it was I haven't seen
2: really that. good and sad and good.
1: Yeah. No, The those nature shows are definitely the best justification for, like, dropping the money on a new big TV set. <laughs> <laughs> in ages where it's just like you sit there and it's like wow I feel high but I'm sober. <laughs> but let's uh, also s- see what this is like <laughs> when I'm high.
0: Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> we got
1: a smoke a joint. We got a 65 inch TV. We got the nice
0: surround sound and then oh my. God. And then like we'll watch an action movie and then the LAPD helicopter will go by <laughs> and literally you're just like what the fuck? <laughs> Am I high or is that coming from <laughs> outside? <laughs> Both. <laughs> super duper <laughs> surround sound. So anyway, this is the uh, you know this is the COVID uh, rooftop high. Every once in a while, you get a helicopter flying overhead. It's still there. It still hasn't yep. found what it's looking for. Um, but anyway, I'm sorry. We've, That's just part we of the charm
2: of the podcast, Drif- This background noise.
0: Drifted very far from the topic at hand, but uh, where where were we even uh
2: I don't going? know where we were. Well,
1: I don't know. Next thing I was going to ask is, <laughs> did you guys hear about um, talking about kind of revisionist history, propaganda, like, you know, the winner's writing history, and also the feeling of, I feel like, there's this feeling of almost inevitability with the progress that's being made with, uh, you know, marriage equality, with Black Lives Matter being embraced kind of by like mainstream capitalism and, you know, corporate America. But um, did you hear about President Trump attacking the 1619 Project from The New York Times? That's the the big history project about slavery um, and the transatlantic slave trade and basically the the legacy of that in America. No, and, I didn't hear
2: anything about that. Does okay.
1: this have to do with and him announced- wanting
0: to cancel diversity training?
1: Yes. Okay. Yeah. Please, it's, you, you no, know, it's part more- of the same attacks. Oh, okay. Like, so when he's talking about, he wants to cancel diversity training, sensitivity training, anything like that with all. And I mean, that's, it's a massive issue. Like I cannot imagine, well, I'm going to be very curious to see how the implementation goes on this because He wants to do it for all government offices and contractors which the government works with so many massive corporations that obviously do a lot of sensitivity training uh, and diversity training that they're also doing, they weren't To my knowledge doing it only because they want to get some government contract but also because they're trying to insulate themselves from potential lawsuits right you know based on discrimination
2: and if you think just about like tech you know they're beholden to their employees and their shareholders and like they i feel like tech would not ever let this fly like well
1: yeah i mean the libertarian side of tech would probably be like well we get to do whatever the hell we want so who are you to tell us this But there's also other parts of tech who on that same libertarian front might be like, why the hell am I in another one of these diversity training things? I can do my job. You know, so there's, there's definitely a, I'm not sure tech is super woke. Okay. Um, as far as if you look at you know gender, race, diversity, like it's yeah, in tech, it's just not good. Okay, yeah, like yeah, period. Especially, and yeah. we're not just focusing on gaming, which is its own problematic industry. But um, but with Trump, what he wanted to do was he wanted to launch. Basically, the response was, I, th- it was the seventeen seventy six project or um, something like project. And so, but you know, just basically like, okay. And the best, I think it was The Onion, but like it was so perfect. Like the joke about it was simply that they, uh, the headline was uh, 1776 project can't come up with ways to make American history like more propaganda I guess or like you know more like propaganda, which is in so many ways like very accurate when we all look back I feel like on what we learned. I mean I was you know in tons of great history classes but I think back on I, I Don't I didn't learn much about like post-civil war like reconstruction. I feel like we blew over Right it.
2: over that yeah. I picked up a book by chance w- When I first moved to Los Angeles just to fill time at a used bookstore that felt that blew my mind on like post like on reconstruction specifically wow yeah i i just
1: i love i love how you just fill your time that's well, also- <laughs> not anymore now i just watch
2: netflix now I'm but just a there
0: is like uh you know Jordan peterson uh, was actually trying to develop a curriculum that was more like um, just just information people need to have. And was d- because he, he had worked in, you know, I think the University of Toronto or whatever college it was. And they kind of were trying to censor him. And, you know, there's certain colleges where, you know, they were getting like Marxist. And then there's other colleges that, you know, you're, you're getting protested for speaking at. And, and there is the Internet. There is the ability for all of us to decide, hey, this YouTube channel gets it right. So who's going to be out there and like share the information that everyone wants? We don't need textbooks. We need free flowing information. We need people that aren't funded by this side or that side or the other. And and I'm sure that exists and uh, and it just needs to take root. But there needs to be this this. Conversation amongst educators that provides information, you know, because there was there 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 are textbooks that can only fit so much info on the page, so not everyone has you know this this some um, racist um, imprint in them. It's just a matter of like, well, are we studying European history or are we going to study this history? But we do need textbooks, and
2: we do need educator. We need, uh, I you know, I think I, I'm I'm not in this area, but. Uh, I I know some people in this area. If you go to schools in particular in different parts of the country, they the principals ideology is going to and the uh the supervisors ideology and the school boards ideology yep. are all going to trickle down into what the teachers are allowed to teach. Yep. So you know, no, I mean, it's we've, like
1: we've all seen the headlines about like, you know, a teacher who had maybe a Black Lives Matter t shirt or something else like uh, in a classroom or on a Zoom call, like you and know, then ended all up of getting a sudden suspended. Right. Or, because
2: yeah. of emails from parents or whatever.
0: Yep. Now let me ask you this. Uh, because I, I I consider myself I don't want to put a label on what I am, but I and it, it might it might come from my uh, self expression as a comic, but I do value the idea of freedom of speech and i do understand that that doesn't mean Hippy. i can't get <laughs> but it means I, it doesn't mean i can't get fired for just saying some crazy shit but we have went we have gone from just writing in to someone if you don't like what they you know their opinions are to trying to get people fired for everything you know so how can how can we justify like you, 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 i mean because my, the the youtube that that since you've been on the podcast uh, we had a few things go viral Three, awesome. o- over 3 million minutes watched what crazy? Yeah, it's been crazy. Thank you, whoever is awesome. watching. That's um, awesome. had it on loop in the background. <laughs> <laughs> a few things have gone. A few things have gone viral. I mean, like, 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 yeah. So for like eight million impressions, I mean, insane. That's fantastic. And and for the most part, people agree with the message. Uh, but you know, there's people that you, they just want to pick apart what you're saying and not appreciate. And again, I'm not. I, this isn't no, so much about cancel culture. So much is about where do you like? Where how do you, how can you be for freedom of speech but also want you know to you know like for tasha it sounds like with the nazi thing you don't want people like i i actually want to see people's true colors i want to know if that there if there's gonna be a kkk parade that they get a permit through the city and and it's and it's a nonviolent thing and i want people to know that this exists versus like say you know versus like you know putting everything into the into the dark depths because you're not you're never burning it out you're just kind of like hiding it so like where do you
1: stand on on all that I, know, it has, more,
0: I, I understand it's, it's one question.
1: of the toughest no no, it's one of the toughest issues facing democratic society. And it's something that we have not been well equipped to deal with because I think we've had this incredibly facile um, we've been taught this very facile and simple version of free speech. And that's everybody should be allowed to say whatever you know they want. Um, and so then even the people, who are against free speech, and I don't mean against free speech is just like politically correct, you know, which is just such a toxic term on its own at, at, or the way it's used, but people who are fundamentally against a free society, fundamentally against the right of other people to speak and to just be seen in society, that those people are now treated as they have special rights. And that starts to become very difficult where For example, like if you say there are no absolutes, there always has to be exception except this rule. There are no absolutes except this rule, that there are no other absolutes. Okay, And it's the same thing with a free society. It's like, okay, we have to, I believe, like we have to be free and we have to tolerate everything except people who would fundamentally attack the free and democratic nature of our society. And so if that's what you are doing, Then, you now fall outside of this. If you are fundamentally trying to change this free and equal and democratic nature of our society, we cannot extend you the very benefits of this society that you are trying to destroy. And so, and this is the kind of thing that I wasn't equipped with, like, growing up. I definitely, I feel like fundamentally, like, when you grow up and, you know like at least where I did, like this nice white little suburb where everything, it's kind of, it becomes, everything becomes much more of an intellectual exercise. And so it's more of a question of, well, can you just, you know, stomach what I'm saying as opposed to, is what I'm saying putting your existence in actual risk? And...
2: It's kind of like how Facebook has take the stance that they um, will allow whatever ludicrous bullshit to be posted and reposted in fake articles and whatever, yes. uh, as long as it doesn't incite violence. Like, that was their kind of... Is that like,
1: where they drew the line? Yeah,
2: mode of removal. You know, this your post would be removed if it was inciting violence. Your post would be removed if um, it was hate speech or bullying. But, you know, the I guess it's always up to the moderator, right? Who the the person who's who's reviewing They have
1: their third party reviewers Mm -hmm. or whatever.
2: But uh I think (sighs) I think what's difficult and of course obviously all of this stuff is nuanced, like is is what you're doing actively harming someone else uh Where's
0: the bottle opener? I don't know.
1: I was asking for the bottle opener for no, those of you. Here's listening. your keys. So. No,
0: where the fuck did I put the bottle?
2: <laughs> In the bag, maybe? Did you pop it down no. somewhere? But uh, I think what we're missing is like, sure, there are some people who are going to uh, want to, who are going to be like, overt and explicit in their disdain for a certain group or American democracy, right? But most of it is going to be much more nuanced. It's and a subtle, lot of yes. it is going to be coming from people who don't really understand that they're like responding to the dog whistle. You know what I mean? Yes. And, and that's where I think it's tricky. It's like, um, for example, someone on my Facebook timeline is deep in the QAnon. Facebook recently announced that they were going to start targeting the QAnon groups, right? So I thought to myself, this is, I'm outing myself. Well, maybe I can start reporting some of these posts and the original post, you know, if it's a repost, will get taken down. You're Karen in training right here. I can't with this QAnon (laughs) stuff. I just can't. Normally I just live and let live, but, uh uh, um, but anyway i think what i'm and getting I think at that's a
1: good thing like yeah yeah
2: i think what i'm getting at is there's a lot of people like free speech yes we want free speech we want to be able to discuss ideas right and uh we want ideas to flourish in this country so that we can be better right yep but i think we've got a lot of people that don't really fully understand the impact of their idea and their spreading of somebody else's sort of like mission, if that makes sense.
1: 100%, I mean, uh, to some extent, I mean, this reminds me of, remember when in the 90s there was this huge attack against rap for like, oh, all the rap lyrics are the reason why kids have guns and you know, like there's like this violence. And then it was the video rappers, games. Yeah, and the rappers are kind of like, fuck you. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> like this is some bullshit. Whereas. There is an actual power to ideas. And there is a power to the spread of ideas. And, for example, when we're saying, like, oh, I just want all these ideas to be out there. I want people to just be able to go on YouTube. And and then I feel like, he, uh, Dave, you had said something along the lines of, I don't um, – it's not about, like, people necessarily financing it or paying for it. But, unfortunately, in real life, like they that are. absolutely is what's happening. Like, there's a reason why – You know, climate denialism is a thing. There's a reason why there's, like, still so many people out there who actually think that trickle-down economics works. Because...
2: PR firms and think tanks designed it this way. They literally, they pick strategies, just like abortion pro-life. You know, they pick strategies that they know are going to like inflame people, right? They've done, they've spent tons of money. They've done lots of studies knowing that if we push this, we are more likely to get the outcome that we want.
1: But also, and I mean, and you're talking about different ways to potentially make dishonest and manipulative arguments. But on top of all of that, You know, the same when cigarettes, like when we knew already that it's like this causes cancer, emphysema, you know, birth defects like this cause this is horrible. Of course, the industry then went, well, we're going to go ahead and hire our own scientists and they'll do like 80 studies. We'll release four of them. You know, and so the
2: ones that paint us in the best. It's light. like
1: when I talk about With how you can find numbers to
0: fit your narrative, and it's, it's like Mike Mike yes. Pence was was talking about how cigarettes don't cause harm in the early two thousands. I mean, this is relatively new, <laughs> this shit here, and I I had just done this whole um, this whole. A uh, video about how the leading the leading cause of of, of, of con- conditions where people die of COVID is obesity, and and how we have got this huge problem with it. And you know, there's scientists that have been paid by sugar industry and dairy industry just to say like we're not the problem, sugar's not the problem. Coca Cola paid for that. Oh my you know, gosh, the dairy yeah. industry is paying for it. Yep. So- and it's like Jesus Christ, what are we doing here? This is happening under our eyes, and but we're I guess- finally coming to terms with like the fact that people can be bought. You see that like if Trump doesn't get what he wants from Fauci. He's gonna get it from the uh, herbologist, you know, uh, over there, yeah. GNC is going to tell him what he wants to hear, and he's gonna, <laughs> it's like, where does where does a buck stop, you know?
2: I, I think that just most people like it, it, our, our news when it comes to us on Facebook doesn't come with a disclaimer. The study, the the website where this paper is published that shows that smoking is perfectly fine doesn't say paid for by Marble Marble Marble, Marble, Marble.
1: Marlborough. There we go. There go. I'm glad you got that one because I was like, That's I don't think mouthful. I could do this one. I wanted
0: to, I wanted to ask you a question uh, before the sun goes down yeah. because so so a lot. Of our listeners and people that watch the YouTube uh, follow The Bachelor because I talk about The Ah. Bachelor. I do recaps. We use The Bachelor franchise as a way to kind of pick apart uh, human dynamics in the sense that everyone who watches knows. The sort of who we're talking about. So it's like having a common denominator. So a couple of years ago, the bachelorette was a girl named Becca. She chose a guy named Garrett. They fell in love. They started dating. And they got they got engaged, this and that. Well, they just broke up. And it's political to an extent. And I want to get your opinion on it. So I think she's from Minnesota and he's from Michigan. I could have it wrong, but it's that type of he—he—he he, he kind of is a Blue Lives Matter uh, c- kind of guy, and, and sort of would defend people that probably don't need defending. And she would get shamed by the followers to be like, "Are you putting up with this?" And another Bachelorette named Rachel was the first Black Bachelorette. Um, I don't know if you follow any of this. I don't want to man. I
1: don't want to batch explain this to you. Batch explain it because I am batch but, ignorant. But you have, <laughs> Well, uh, well, here's your batch. I don't know (laughs) batch from a hole in the ground.
0: (laughs) So Rachel Lindsay uh, is a lawyer and she is the first black bachelorette and she's kind of got a lot of weight on her shoulders to be like, Becca, you can't be fucking with this guy who's going to just like try to silence these other movements and try to make an all lives matter comment when we're trying to make a black lives matter. So the question I have is, are we past a society where you can date and marry somebody who has you know, vastly different political beliefs. It used to be- Yeah.
2: listen, (laughs) there's a difference between having differing political beliefs, like, oh, I want my taxpayers' dollars to be spent on this and I want it to be spent on that. There's a difference between having like different political ideas about things that don't harm people and so if if you have different political ideas around things like who is deserving of health care should kids be kept in cages uh should black people be allowed to be killed by police indiscriminately then then i can understand why it's not gonna
0: work well, Dave, let me ask you this because sometimes, as a lawyer, right, you got to take the side of something you might not initially agree on or, or argue for the sake of arguing. How would you could you defend somebody who's like strictly a Blue Lives Matter person? You know, they're flying the defend the, them how? Well, well, just like can you, like because for, for me. I'm someone who, who who could go, all right, well, maybe he's not the smartest guy. Maybe he comes from a cop family. Maybe he, he sees that most cops are good, but just like all lives do matter, we know that all lives do matter there's a political thing when you say all lives matter that you're, you're taking a side. That's like, that's, that's away from the mo- the movement of black lives matter. Yeah. So blue lives matter. You know, I don't know. I mean, I don't know this guy Garrett from a hole in the wall, but he's a camo wearing kind of just kind of dude. who might be a low IQ, happy go lucky guy. Who's trying to defend his uncle. Who's, who's a decent guy. Like, you know what I mean? So I wonder if, is there a way, is there a way to accept someone's political beliefs? It, if you know that they're just not there yet, but they're a good person.
1: Oh, uh, (laughs) yeah. So that becomes, I guess like you're just kind of tolerating someone. And I mean, and to like, this is, it is, it's really difficult. And, Tasha, like what you were saying resonates perfectly. And in fact, there's a a James Baldwin quote. I'm going to probably get it wrong, but it basically is like, um, we can agree to disagree, except where our disagreement is rooted in my right to exist, you know? And, you know, as like one of the, most amazing american intellectuals you know of all time like he had so much to be able to like say and enlighten and and he gets really to the heart of i what i also think you said very clearly that a lot of our disagreements now they are fundamentally about um Yeah, what rights we're all entitled to, how we're. Equality. Yeah, how we're allowed to be seen and treated by society and by our peers. And so, in some ways, and we've all had, I feel like, where people, where everybody could kind of resonate with is you have those relatives. You know, it's like you've got that grandma, you've got that grandpa, you've, you've got, got those who-
2: friends on Facebook. Yeah, I'm something- just like I'm. am so well, close to on the Facebook, unfriend you ditch button. Ditch somebody.
1: No, it's like you can usually ditch that person, but it's like if it's somebody who's like, okay, this person's gonna be at Thanksgiving and Christmas, or you know, uh, at Hanukkah or Kwanzaa or just where like at at. They have to be at my graduation from, you know, like high school. Otherwise, it's like they are going to. It's going to be drama bit. in the
2: family yeah. when I don't invite them to the wedding. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, no.
1: and that's and, and that those are always the kind of moments where it's like we all have to, to do what we can, um, while simultaneously like. You know having compassion for ourselves and that's where it's and having it's-
2: compassion for them too i think that's yep. the tough part and when you ask this question it just kind of makes me feel sad it's like it's like a, a response that happens in my chest because i realize that not a lot of people are ready to take a deeper look at stuff not a lot of people are ready to stretch their minds and have their beliefs challenged
0: well tasha do you think that this guy you know just using them as an example do you think that without the pressures of society uh you know without the pressures of like their little little fame that they have do you think he could have come around and been introduced and actually joined a good platform if it wasn't for people saying you liked the photo of the guy throwing the hispanic baby no, over I, the wall like I, it, it was I, like memes I, like that like he would like he would
1: like like the like sort of like what would, people are hyper racist. analyzing all of his like stuff this media guy and he goes, well, what would
0: you expect you just picked this guy up out of a you know out of a you know deer hunt rally or yeah. i don't know if that's a thing yeah. <laughs> but it's like what did you expect this guy to be like, just you're we're all we all have the same g- 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 genetics right and it's just and like he, these where, are where he you grew come up with.
2: from uh, informs a lot of who you become right if you don't get, leave your hometown if you're always in your same sort of bubble those those it beliefs is, yeah in your bubble are going to inform your beliefs.
0: So was there a case study that was missed where he could have graduated to a position of going, you know what? All lives do matter, but I understand the point here. And that's why I'm willing to put that aside. Like, yes, cops matter. We don't want cops being killed, but I
1: understand that this is more about the, uh, you know, the, the unnecessarily killing of black youth. And and, uh, okay. So for blue, like just to jump in quickly, blue lives don't exist. All right. And so it's, and that's one of those things like, and it, it inflames an argument when somebody misappropriates a slogan or an argument like that. And they literally it.
2: commandeered it for the purpose of inflaming. Exactly. And I'm
1: with you on that. No. It's like, no, because you get to take off your uniform, whether you're white, black, whatever. If you're a police officer, one, you chose to put on the uniform. And then two, every day when you go home or when you go out or when you go out or whenever you want, you get to take it off and you're no longer a. Blue life, you know. Yeah, when you show
2: up to the neighborhood barbecue, maybe nobody knows you're a cop because you're wearing your street clothes. Yeah, but they
1: got the mustache still. You can't just grow a mustache.
0: It's taking me two months to grow a mustache. We went maybe you're a plumber. We went to (laughs) we went to a plumber's matter. (laughs) We went to a friend's wedding last year and uh, to Josh's wedding. And some of the people at our table, we really got to know him. Tasha got to meet a bunch of my fraternity brothers. They really are great guys. And one and 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 um, I introduced my roommate to his wife and their blue life's Matter people, and they are great people. They live in a suburb in Massachusetts. They're great people, so I I empathize with with knowing that like you're not there, but it's not we the denominators not common yet. You can't do the math until you have a common denominator. So you're arguing a very a very uh common sense point that blue lives don't matter because you're they're not you're not a blue pr- you're not a fucking Smurf. You're just a, you're a cop, and that does matter. But you're That's not a your so, job. So I understand I understand that, but they're they're. They're not arguing on that point, so it's almost like we haven't got to the point with everyone where we're, the we're in the common denominator.
2: Here's the thing. Yeah. They're just misunderstanding a movement and being cool with misunderstanding. Or being defensive. And being defensive. But I think the point is, is that uh, I'm not sure if, if I know exactly what you were asking, but I think you were saying, would is there a way in which it would have been better off if people weren't so hard on him? Publicly, and I, everyone's on their own timeline. So sometimes people need to be jolted a little bit. Sometimes a gentle shake or a gentle reminder or a like, hey, listen, from I don't know, somebody else in the Bachelor universe. I'm your friend, but I just want to let you know that like what you are saying and what you're posting and liking is problematic because X, Y, Z. And that's for sure happens. Simple and easy. And sometimes it's not.
0: The male ego can be very fragile. So if you're if All you're, ego, yeah <laughs> Yeah, all, all egos matter <laughs> but, By the way, I want to I thank you Dave Luna over here For these amazing beverages You've provided But this I 7.7% alcohol <laughs> Are we solving the world's issues Or what, what is happening uh, This is Where'd you get these things Thoughts Vons, brought to you by your local Vons. You could have told me you just came home from Berlin, and it would have been. I was
2: a Vons person, and Dave just decided he didn't like Vons anymore, and now wants to go to Ralph's all the time. But Ralph's has been letting him down tremendously on every grocery run. So I'm going to convince you to go. No. To Vons.
0: <laughs> Ralph's has the uh, self-checkout, which I used to hate, but I, I don't like to wait 38 minutes to, you know, yeah, to go buy actually, some bananas. This
2: Vons has a real issue with not having enough. I know the QR the codes
0: stands. of avocados. I'm weighing things. <laughs> I you know they're really making me work. I basically work at Ralph's at this point, but uh, no. So, so uh, yeah. So, uh, uh, I know, I know, I know we're all I over the place. A, okay, um, pop an well, Adderall and follow along folks. Get with it. Yeah. Come on. Um, <laughs> uh,
1: and we always right. have you over and we go past sunset what's I happening here <laughs> no. Well one this another amazing sunset but okay so I'm I have a question like is you are you getting at because I've I actually just had an old high school friend reach out um are you getting at like are these good people still like can I defend them as good people because I had an old high school friend basically reach out and she's talking about she was saying she has friends who are going to vote for Biden. Like she and her husband used to be Republican. And then basically when Trump was nominated, they were like, okay, this is a deal breaker. Like we cannot possibly vote for this guy. Um, And I think they left the party um, like registered independent. uh, And this time around, she's like, I obviously cannot vote for him, but I'm just not sure about Biden. And of course, in my head, I'm like, Shit sandwich <laughs> you know,
2: like, or roast beef? I don't yeah, know, no, like, exactly.
1: Actually. Shit sandwich <laughs> or something that won't make you sick <laughs> or kill you. Or um, but, but she said, I have uh, lots of um, you know friends who are good people who are going to vote for Biden. I have lots of good friends who are friends who are good people who are going to vote for Trump. And I wrote back and I said, Do you really ha- like? Are they really good people if they're going to vote for Trump? Because this is something I've been struggling with, and it is a very, it's a difficult thing where I start to think back with all the parallels to, like, other times, you know, like, and, you know, we're not very, you know, we're not at peak Nazi Germany, but we definitely, the the parallels to early days are so, so similar. And so it does, it starts to really beg the question, like, okay, well, it's a slippery slope. Nobody sees it happening incrementally. Like if you were just a baker, like in Berlin back in like 1940 and you were like, I don't really have any, like, I don't really like what's going on, you know, but it's like, I'm also not really going to object to everything. Like, are you a shit person? Like, and... It's a great way to look at it, and you have to compare it. Yeah, yeah, it's it's like, in hindsight, we're like, well, yes, or In like, hindsight,
2: or, do those people look back and think, man, I fucked up.
1: Or, or, for example, let's say, you know, our parents, you know, growing up in the 1960s, it's like, let's say we had parents who were in Alabama, you know, or Mississippi, when they're integrating schools. And they were kids, and you know, their parents were like out screaming about the forced integration of the schools. Like they yeah. were those people in the streets. And it's like, and then our parents maybe went along with it. Now, if you're a kid, okay, it's like, I can totally understand and make an argument that you don't know what you're doing. But at what point do we finally just say like, no, like- If you do the math on that, those some of those
2: young women holding signs and screaming at little black girl walking into the school, they're alive. Oh, we are yes, grandma.
0: Absolutely. So, can I answer this? Yes, please. So, Tasha and I talk about this all the time. She'll be like, "Oh, you know," she'll be like, "Oh, so and so in your family," you know. She, she'll she'll see a Facebook post before I do and be like, "Oh, dude, watch out," <laughs> you know. Like, yeah. like, like Facebook knows. Like, eh, send this shit to Tasha. <laughs> you know, and like, and she like she won't click. even respond, but she'll look at it long enough that Facebook's like, "Oh, she's got an opinion." Tasha's <laughs> got an opinion. And and I, got, I I'll say this, parents, you know, my stepdad, right. Uh, he would he would give his life for me. He would do anything. He does it for strangers. He's a Catholic. He he um he helps anybody. He his company. Uh, uh, he he's had years in recessions where he's losing money and he's never fired somebody. Uh, he's had people steal from him and he still tries to find them work. All that he doesn't possess the emotional. Or maybe not as an emotional, but he doesn't possess the intelligence to see through the fear bullshit that the media gives him. So he is on, I believe, the wrong side of things. So I I, got- and, oh. and he is a such. I mean, I'm, I'm not solid. Doesn't do him justice. He has been a lifesaver for my whole family. For so, I mean, he has done so much good for so many people that he will go down as. I mean, he, he is the core uh, catalyst to who I am today. Um, when I was growing up as a quiet guy with a single mom that all of a sudden he could brighten the room and know everybody, but he's just got the AM radio station on the wrong channel.
1: And I think that this is... The only point I've gotten to is, and this maybe goes back to what you said earlier to tie it into, like, kind of when you're woke, like, you know, it's... you're, You're there. And... These people will, we will all be judged by our actions. We will all be judged by everything we do, um, both contemporaneously and by people we've never met, you know, who will just hear of our actions from, uh, you know, from people we know now. And to the extent we can, we need to, when we can see that there are these wrongs out there and that people are wrong no matter how good they may be to us, no matter how good they may be to other people we love. And if they are just fundamentally wrong, if we are not speaking some truth to that and standing in opposition to that, then we are complicit. Yes.
2: It's our responsibility. And, and, as you know carrying that burden of responsibility we have to be able to discern which approach is going to be best in this situation and you're not always going to be successful right you're not going to convert everyone that you talk to but i do think you you have to be brave enough to have a tough conversation from time to time and and this is not like none of us feel contempt like towards these people, right? Like we have compassion for these people knowing it's that they're tragic. older. I
1: think you said tragic or something yeah. similar to that before. Yeah. Yeah. It's just
2: sad. It hurts inside yes, because it you know that like these people are this way, not necessarily by any fault of their own. No one taught them how to understand social media. No one taught them how to like, uh, be able to, to discern between like what's a real news site and what's like a knockoff news no, site. When
1: you grew up and anything that was on TV was trustworthy. Yeah. There were three networks. And if Tom Brokaw told you something, damn it, it was trustworthy. And if it wasn't, that would be a story on the front National page news. of the newspaper. Yeah. Tasha
0: had a great, you had a great way of describing OAN network as like, a, it was like an eagle coming on the American flag or something. <laughs> <laughs> it's it like, it was like, yeah, it was just like a, it was just like a, just like a Patriot fucking, uh, You know, I don't know, but it's like some people don't check the URL and they they don't realize it's a dot. uh, And some people
1: mistake production quality for veracity. For like trustworthiness, whereas it's like, and once upon a when, like, oh, the production quality of something actually did mean that there was enough money behind it that maybe so fundamentally you could think this is trustworthy, but not
2: anymore. Yep, because we know for a fact that the Russians put lots of money into making things what look Fox legit. News pace? Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, they got a great Adobe. Uh, they got a really great you Photoshop know, skills.
2: They this was a high level production. They were not cutting corners, right? Fox News. Uh, yeah, I mean. You're absolutely right.
1: Uh, but you've got yeah. Well, and I have. So I mean, for me, like, what's weird for me is um, the my family. Like, I feel like most Americans now, and it's interesting. Part of the, the discussion about all this, I. F- feel like must reflect in some way the fact that our society is getting more interactive through social media etc people are coming into more contact with other people and it's like and so therefore there are more of these situations
2: these uncomfortable where, situations exactly. where people's belief systems are being challenged
1: exactly and which it, is is a beautiful thing in a lot of ways like but is a necessary thing
2: hurts yes. right that's why they call them growing pains this is challenging stuff
1: exactly and so it's one of those things like in a healthy society we would keep facilitating this like i personally think we should actually have like some sort of you know public service plan where we send you want to go to college for free great do 2 years of service we're going to send you around the country or maybe like you do 6 months you know here 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 and then maybe 6 months abroad screw it And But that way you get to meet a ton of people that are nothing like where you grew up, you know. And That's a great idea. But it would give people this sense of like, one, the local people who aren't going anywhere would start to see other Americans just coming through who are only there to help their community, you know. And anyway, I mean, but the idea, though, is it's like we need to keep facilitating this. And, of course, it's, you know everything I've read is it's the silos, you know, these siloizations or whatever you want to say, the segregation basically of people into their own little thought groups, which is also what's really dangerous about
2: the algorithms,
1: know, the algorithms. And also like, you know, yeah, with YouTube and all these different websites and where suddenly it's like, Oh, I can now pick the news that just makes me feel good about my beliefs.
2: Or right. yes, Or justified. Exactly.
1: Mm-hmm. And I mean, for me, I grew up with, my whole family's basically Democrats. It's like running the range from, you know, moderate. My dad was like an independent. Like, I just, I have vague recollections of him liking Ross Perot. (laughs) 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 Um, And God, I hope he wouldn't have liked Trump, but I don't know. Um, But when he, like, and I lost touch with him, he ended up moving to, uh, back to upstate New York where he grew up. Um, And I literally found out uh, just by a Facebook message. This woman that he was renting a room from, she and her husband had this house. He's renting this basement room from them um, and was good friends with them. And he was just, he's an alcoholic. He basically drank himself to death. Um, I I get a Facebook message, are you related to Carl Luno? And within hours I'm on a plane to, you know, uh, Syracuse and he's not conscious, but he's alive in the hospital and I'm at least with him for his last, you know, hours. And she had reached out and she was a good friend to him and she was a good person. And her husband was a good person and she gets all of her news. They get, they both get all their news from Fox they both get all of their information from like random memes that are coming across on Facebook. And so I met her under circumstances where it was like, fundamentally, it's like I could not question in any way like her her qualifications as just a fantastic human being. Like she cared for my father when he's a case that most people would say is beyond compassion um, or at least unworthy of great effort. and And yet, Like, just recently, and so it started early on, like, when I would see her just sharing things that were, like, patently inflammatory or false or anything else, like, I would push back. I would push back. I would push back on Facebook. And I would try to... You know, take some pains to be at least like gentle. Yeah, more gentle earlier. And of course, with time, when she would just keep doing it and keep doing it. And then, you know, at a certain point, it's like, what the hell? Like, what the hell? Especially because it's just on Facebook. We're not sitting across from each other. Um, And, And that's like where it ended up getting like really rough. And then finally, like she was posting one other thing, and I had to just say, like, this is false. Like, please just use Google. Like, this is you could really just know that this is absolutely false just by googling it. (laughs) And on one of these threads, she said, "It feels true to me," (laughs) and that's for her was absolutely the most important thing. Is it's like it made her feel good and consistent with how she looked at the world. And I literally, like, in one of my comments was like, why do you seem to want to hate me and other people like me on my side of the spectrum? And also, her and her husband, like, former union, um, or no, like, her husband actually is still current union, like, Rust Belt, I mean, Syracuse-like area, and I mean, just basically, like, people who really paid their dues and who, I think— feel fundamentally betrayed by the Democratic Party in a lot of ways, who were Democrats back in the day. Um, they're the stereotype of what I feel like we're told all Republican supporters are, where you know most of them aren't. But and and honestly just don't have, you know, yeah, diverse enough like life experiences or circles of friends. And so finally, she literally unfriended me. Like when I pushed back on one thing, um, like you know, like the umpteenth thing, the thousandth thing. Yeah, um, it felt true to her. No, and it, <laughs> no, and it absolutely did. No, and she sent me a text where she was suddenly it was like all caps, screaming about like I've unfriended you and go be with your terrorists in Antifa and and just I mean, and she literally and fundamentally in her head. The vision of what she thinks reality is, and this circles back to what we were talking about at the very beginning where it's like, you know, how people see things and how people are getting their information and what our visions of reality are. As she sees the world, it's like the way she's going to make decisions is fundamentally a danger to all of society. Because... Because she doesn't
2: want to type it on Google. She doesn't want to confirm that her news source is real. She doesn't...
0: Well, and but she might not have the resources like, yes, the resources exist for her to type into Google, but she might not have the resources within herself to do investigative
1: search. Well, but also it's like and at a certain point, my question is, it's like, OK, at what point do we just, you know, she's every human being is redeemable. But it's like at least for the sh- for the short term, it's like if she's acting like. Like, if somebody was so high on drugs that they thought every person around them was, like, you know, some sort of mutant or alien that was trying to, you know, kill them. Then they're a danger to
2: society. Exactly. The police will come and they arrest the guy who's waving around an axe. Exactly.
1: And so it's, like, at a certain point, like, what's really scary about this is where we get our vision of society, where we get our information, where we get grounded in reality to the point that we're able to take action can be something that ends up... You know, making us, by a lot of definitions, like clinically insane almost, where it's like we are perceiving things that don't actually exist and we're reacting to those things. And so, therefore, in a way that then puts the rest of society in serious danger and regardless of, yeah, it's like, okay, you are a danger to yourself and other people right now. And without making a judgment of, you You. know, you being a horrible person... We need to at least say you are a danger to everybody, and you need to not have power, right? <laughs> and, yeah, but and then you need you to not in... be deciding who has power. So I've but been. But then
2: in... you get into should everyone have the right to vote, which is a really interesting well, conversation. Which, which that of course we've had
0: yes, but also, but, I, I actually I would disagree. Okay, well,
2: yeah, I, lots I, of smart people would disagree.
0: We're gonna go till sunrise. At no, this <laughs> please. But I, I do want to say wait. this: that that I I I. It means so much to me to hear you talk to this person and feel like you've failed communicating to them because all we do on this podcast is talk about effective communicating. And I, talking to my mom, my stepdad, people that are very close to me, and in, in I go, oh, well, Facebook, you can't always, you know, communicate. We we went home six weeks ago, and I was in, in the room with a cup of coffee, and I couldn't communicate. And, oh, and and it, And I had to realize they're not changing someone else's vote. They're choosing something that they believe in over maybe their son's opinion on things. I come in from California. I've got yep. this bias thing, you know, but I, I was the same way in New York and Boston and, you know, uh, and, and my sisters got a close-minded. They've got sort of a view that, like I said, they've punched into this AM radio station and that's, and that's what's on the dial. They turn the car on and that's the news they get. And that's where they're at. So they're, they're great people. They've overcome so much. They've learned a lot, but I need to realize the progress if you want, if like a progressive should worry about the new people. I have a seventeen-year-old brother, and I wanted to talk to him about yeah. what he thinks and where he wants to go with life, versus someone who's sixty. Because you have to realize you only have so much bandwidth, and sometimes the t- the investment is better spent on the youth versus the outgoing, and they just can't change but thoughts that are ingrained into them.
2: While Agreed. it's true that they're, you know. Their this is their own vote or whatever, and they're not influencing other people, whatnot. Uh, there are many others like them, and as a collective, they they can do harm. And but but here's the important thing that I I think we kind of missed that uh, I don't want to gloss over is that this is why we need compassion for these people because it's it's not them, it's they've been brainwashed, right? Like by a, by fake news or like a very biased uh, media like Fox or something.
0: If it bleeds, it leads. Well,
2: I, I, yep. uh, we, I, I posted something on my Facebook recently. I mentioned it once on the podcast before about like where do you drop your parents off for deprogramming like they used to do back in the day yeah. for cults because that was a thing. And I do kind of think that like We sort of, as a collective, as a Society needs some like like a, like a summer camp. <laughs> like, we need some deprogramming. Can we just like press the reset, and do a hard reset? Today's archery on and
0: social democracy. <laughs> totally. But, <laughs> but you
2: know, I, I don't. I, I don't know. It's hard when somebody's so entrenched in and their beliefs. They've been spoon fed. I mean, all of this stuff. It really is designed to just like reinforce your beliefs, reinforce your beliefs, reinforce your beliefs in a way that a cult would. And so you know, I it. I want to have compassion for people who, uh, you know, aren't able to dig themselves out of that hole. And like, we try to yeah, like but, leave little breadcrumbs yeah. and po- say, Hey, reminder, you know, you can do a quick, uh, bias, uh, media bias check on Google and see if this site that you're posting from is right leaning or left leaning. Well, i just ever nothing. you can't trust anything these days. Well, but you can do a little research. It
1: feels you know. true though.
2: But it yep. feels true.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, and the whole you can't trust anything is kind of also. It's like a cop-out. No, and from, yeah, back in the beginning where it's like, no, 100%, that's a cop-out. It's like if one thing is, like, wrong, you know, like 50% of the time, the other thing's wrong, like, 0.1% of the time. It's There's like, a no.
2: big difference yes. there.
1: <laughs> and, and, yeah, what's, I think the toughest, like, toughest thing to balance is accountability with compassion. Where it's like, okay, at a certain point, it's like, yeah, I have to hold you accountable for how you're being because if I let you slide, I'm betraying all of the people in my life that you are trying to marginalize. And and not like, you know, necessarily because you're, you know, for whatever, for all the compassion I can give, it's like you're a sick person, you know, but you're still doing stuff that's going to hurt all of these other people in my life, if not, you know, and... By proxy, if not directly, like me myself, and so there will need to be an accountability there, and at some fundamental point, it's like there's you know those conversations, you know, have to happen. But yeah, you need to have there needs to be a a rapport in order to even be able to start to breach. begin. Yeah. To <laughs> now it's
0: gonna it's gonna kind of sound through. it's gonna sound weird, but it's it's like uh they take they tell people if you're being sexually assaulted to start like listing off facts about yourself and in, in like humanize yourself. They tell you, like say like, you know, like I'm, I, I'm on the, you know, uh, lacrosse team at, you know, they tell you to literally say like talk to somebody. So they realize that you're a fucking human and not just a piece of flesh. And that's kind of like what you're talking about when it comes to like humanizing people and realizing that, like, look, I like, I like with my, you know, I, with my sister, who's uh, kind of posted about some, you know, decisions that are you know would affect you know they they were like she posted something that was like look regardless of who wins we should all just try to love each other and it's like no i've got friends that they're that the supreme court will strip away their rights and they're you know the gay and in there's certain people that like literally can't benefit from the privilege that you have that says like let's all just be friends no matter what and so it's important to like bring like you said bring people information that's like hey i've got a buddy like you know who's trans or i've got this or that and you you kind of take your world into theirs and kind of be like hey you deal with it because look it's not just as simple as we're we're all just going to get along there's there's a lot of people that that aren't like us that have a lot at stake when it comes to all of this
2: i, I this is a sidebar uh, I, uh let's think of, with a little bit of optimism i this time last year I knew Donald Trump was gonna win. I knew it. I didn't want to believe it, but you in mean my four years ago, yeah, yeah, yes, four okay. years ago. Sorry, <laughs> last election cycle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you were a little late. Three
0: years. How should I him every year? No, yeah. uh,
2: <laughs> no. Four years ago, uh, in the run up to the election, I knew Donald Trump you was think gonna so? win. You so? You did. I I told you this a thousand times. Uh, I just re- I didn't want to believe it. I had hope that he wouldn't, but I I really thought there was a good possibility that we were going to have a president, Donald Trump. This time around, I'm starting to feel a little more optimistic. I'm starting to feel like, uh, I, I I don't know. I don't want to jinx it, but I'm a little bit excited. And what I've been seeing in these past couple of days is high level Republicans jumping ship. You were talking about, Chief account- of staff. Uh, well, you were talking about accountability and all of a sudden we have a lot of you know, Republican senators or whoever distancing themselves from this sinking ship a little bit, and 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 I wonder, will these people will they face accountability? Right? Probably not. Probably not.
1: But they should. Like, I, and this is one of the toughest things for us, and one of the reasons why we repeat so many of these um, mistakes. Yeah, like just like death spirals. Uh, is because the coordinated money is on one side and as long as the, you know, what they'll do is the faces will fall away in shame, you know, and then you know, potentially 10 years from now or 12 years from now, people are going to be like, oh, remember Donald Trump? Like, I long for the days of that dignified statesman like they do with George W. Bush now. <laughs> when well, I you remember can understand when you're comparing the no. two, you're <laughs> like, well, that seems like a
2: freaking dream. No, right? exactly.
1: And that's what's so terrifying about it is that our memory is very short and our knowledge of things as they're happening is typically very superficial in this country. And so in order to hold somebody to account, you need to undo both those things. You need to have a longer memory and deeper knowledge of things. And so we're in a, like I I hope that we can um, have organizations that are going to do a better job of trying to hold people to account because for far too long, we've had way too many of the same people that are just one or two layers behind the scenes, you know, pushing a lot of the same things. And and especially like the entire Republican Party, like what's really scary is they align behind Trump so completely. I mean, that even when Justin Amash, um, who was Republican at the time uh, in the House of Representatives, said, you know what, I've reviewed the evidence He should be impeached. They forced him out of the party. Like, he's independent now. And I admire the guy. And even, like, Mitt Romney is the closest thing to a pariah they have. (laughs) And he voted to impeach just on one of the two counts, not even on both of them. And it's it's something that because we only—if we had more than two parties, we'd have a more robust and resilient system. But we don't. And so we need to, within the parties, have more accountability. Now, on the Democratic side, we are finally having some good accountability and some really good um, infighting happening where the left, you know, where we have the squad, AOC and everybody else finally fighting and pushing back and taking power. And we have a healthy, robust um, reckoning happening in that party there's no signs whatsoever of that happening in the gop but with- so hopefully it will hopefully they get com- so completely annihilated in this election that from the ashes some new ideas and people will finally you know rise but if it's just the same retreads you know supported by all the same people and puppeting the same ideas then they should basically be held to the same standard as if they're you know the same the the current people uh, who are in office. And it's like, you need to show how you're a clean break. Otherwise, nobody should be voting that way for a very long time. Well,
0: speaking of uh, coming from the ashes, this yeah. <laughs> episode has yeah. to end. Yes, we, it does. I've never had this happen. so dark. I've never had this happen before, but all three cameras have shut off. We still have wow. audio, which is the important part. But even the audio just sent me an alert. I, I have the Roadcaster Pro. We bought this the week the pandemic started. I've never... I've never known this to happen, but even the Roadcaster Pro said you are running out of space.
1: It's Holy getting full. Cool. Look, look at wow. that. It says there's
0: 13 minutes left that we can talk. So let's just end this. Yeah. You <laughs>
1: don't want to just go for it? <laughs> I've never, it, well, literally, it literally said you're, recording. <laughs> it's, it's said you're running out of space. Like, shut up. Wrap it up, Dave. Okay. So very, very, very quickly. Okay. Prop 14. I would lean no, but do whatever you want. Prop 15. Go yes. Prop 16. Go yes. 17. Yes. 18. Yes. 19. 20. No. No. Uh, 21. Yes. That's a rent control one. We need more rent control in California to help everybody out. Okay. 22. No. Fuck that. It's anti worker. That's the Lyft and Uber one where they've paid a quarter billion dollars on the other side. Yes, to please. Let's it. reiterate. No right. on
2: 22.
1: No on 22. Okay. um 23. <laughs> eh, like basically whatever you want to vote, but I'm a no on it. Twenty-four um, soft yes, that's the privacy uh, internet privacy one, and then twenty-five. Um, oh God, what was twenty-five? I to had look it up, all real that play? wonderful momentum. Check that was that great. Out. I was, that was amazing. That shit yeah, off. No, good job. Hold, Hold on, on, I'll look up well, twenty-five. Dave, let
0: me ask you this: What's it going to take for you to run for office? Oh, oh is this something you think about?
1: Uh, I do on occasion. Like basically, it would take. Uh, it would take a situation where I th- I thought that I could make a contribution that the people in there can't, um, and I'm actually incredibly lucky and blessed, like with where I'm at, that the people running for offices are really good and and they're diverse. I mean, honestly, like as a white guy, like I ran for California uh, Assembly delegate for the Democratic Party um, three years ago, three and change. Uh, and there was a woman who came up to me at one point and, uh, I was asking her for a vote and, and this is just like where you get to help decide the state party platform. And she said, well, I'm going to vote for, you know, diverse candidates if I can. Um, and you know what? And I had to just like respect the hell out of that simply because like we are in a place part of, part of me wants to move somewhere, you know, where it's more white, where being white and being you know, being white maybe is almost more of a prerequisite in order to get people to just fundamentally trust you and throw you their vote. I feel really good that we live in a place where all of the immense talent that has been completely untapped and, and excluded from the halls of power is finally really getting um, a chance to um contribute and shine and serve like and because we're talking like this is fundamentally a public service that people are doing and so for me um maybe a change of scenery or, or if there was like just the right opportunity i would absolutely like look into it but on the whole um we have so many amazing candidates and people running uh nitya um, who's running in, I think, actually, your um, city council Yeah, we've district. been
2: getting uh, flyers for her.
1: She's running against David uh, Ryu. And yes. And, yeah, she is fantastic. She is absolutely, like, she would be probably the most progressive and um, original and independent voice that the city council has seen in, I don't know how long. Um, well, I, I oh yeah, I'm glad so. you
2: just said that Because I hadn't done much research I was probably just going to d- trust Who the progressive voter guy says Tasha said.
1: votes woman
0: if she doesn't know any better well, That's her fault oh, Also research.
1: I will say that on, for judges that's a great way to go because I will simply say this as an attorney: like it kills me in California that we still vote for judges, because we don't get enough information about democracy. Them. Doesn't mm-hmm. work if people don't know like what they're choosing. Yeah, you know, it's you can like, look
2: up like you can see their rating, you can see blah blah blah, yeah. but it you do not have a lot of information. Did yes, you
1: look up it. that? Uh, yeah, the,
2: it's the cash bail one.
1: Oh yeah, no, no, hard no. Okay, um, so. And this one, it, like, it's a it, subtle thing because they they're want all to... all worded funny. No, but no, no, 25, so 25 would eliminate cash bail statewide, but replace it basically with an algorithm to decide whether or not somebody should be held um, to await trial, like, so held in jail, or um, just released on own, own recognizance, which is what we call it in California when you're just released and trusted to come back to court uh, for your trial. For the rest of California, this could be a vast improvement on the current situation um, where cash bail, which is just a really immoral um, practice that needs to be eliminated, it could be an improvement simply to eliminate cash bail. But in Los Angeles County, we have had so much fantastic organizing around this issue and really, really good groups pushing for effective and fair and justice minded changes that we want to basically wait just a little longer on this issue to then have something better than this algorithm that they want to do. And so it's one of those very
2: like black mirror.
1: (laughs) No, well, and that's unfortunately a lot of the algorithms like black mirror is, you know, well-written and if, you know a a good show simply because it reflects so much of what's going on in contemporary society and then just takes it and it's like well what what would happen if this just went turn it up a little bit exactly (laughs) yeah Yeah, let's just go a little farther and so for yeah for that it's absolutely if suddenly a computer is deciding whether or not somebody is a flight risk or not, how many of those you know data points that it's you know uh, incorporating are something that somebody cannot control because it was how, where they were born, how they were born, and, and also who's designing to it aligned t- so much with race, and so they're doing a lot of really good work in Los Angeles County on this. And so, from everybody I've talked to, the general consensus is um, the most cutting-edge groups on uh, justice reform, which is pretty much the groups who are pushing this statewide, they're saying, don't do this statewide because then it will limit what we can do locally. If you pass this proposition at the state level, then suddenly LA County can't do something different. Um, And not different as in another version of cash bail, but different as in, we don't want to do the algorithm, we want to do a better system. And so, They want to say, no, give us a little bit more time. We're going to come up with a better system. And then if we want to go ahead and take that system and apply it to the entire state, great. But this is an untested and unproven algorithm. Let's not go ahead and put this into place on the whole state.
2: Interesting. Yeah. Wow. Thank you for that assessment. For
1: all of our California
0: constituents, please (laughs) thank David Luna. Where where can people find you? Is there anything you want to promote?
1: Uh, Yeah, just uh, hit me up on Twitter. Uh, It's just L-O-U-G-H-N-O-T. That's it. That's the whole handle.
0: Well, will you join us after the election? <laughs> we'll oh, absolutely. And <laughs> okay,
1: and we could talk about either how we're fleeing the country or <laughs> like yeah, building we'll the talk resistance. About next steps, or also even if Biden wins, we're talking about all of the different ways we have to still push him. Well, yeah, <laughs> you've got AOC
0: and uh, uh, trying to push that there'll be no cabinet members that are uh, people that uh, you know uh, have been donors or um, you know. It, it, and
1: yes. And that harkens back to just what I was saying. We're on the Democrat, like in the democratic party, we're finally having the fight that should have happened a while ago. Um, Which if we want to talk about it, like in so many ways, I feel like it's what happened was unions were what spoke for, you know, the organizations that spoke for the people in America for the longest time. And then as union membership was eroded in decline
2: and unions and, were undermined.
1: Yes. And the democratic party aided in that. Then, you know, suddenly we had this vacuum and that's when people started hating the democratic party. And in a lot of ways, like it has a lot to account for, but what has happened in the, in like in the wake of that is grassroots organizing. And we have so many amazing groups that are really reinvigorating democracy across our entire country in such a beautiful way that it is really caused to be very optimistic about the future um, and to really think that there is so much that we can't even see that we're gonna be able to accomplish. Thank you guys. Uh, wow.
0: What a, what a great way so to end. So
2: optimistic. I
0: want to end with a few shout outs here. We've got such a great following of people that have been so, so supportive on our Patreon. That's our membership only community. Uh, Patreon, P A T R E O N dot slash the SAP, T H E S A P. We've got a new Patreon member, uh, Gilbert Galon. He is the producer of Tiger Belly Podcast, Gilbert. the gigantic podcast named Tiger Belly, my former roommate. Nice guy. He joined the $50 a month Patreon. Thank and we're you,
2: Gilbert. S-
0: give him some handmade soap that we have there. <laughs> Thank you so much, Gilbert. And of course, Michael in Mexico, we love you. And everyone else that's been a member that has joined, and all of our other listeners, I know we've got our Canadian friends watching uh, up there. We've got Oz and Jen Murphy, and in Georgia we have Deirdre, and we've got a ton of people in Florida. God damn, we love you guys so much. And
1: in England... Oh, I can, please vote in Florida. I, okay, <laughs> tomorrow's the first day of voting in Florida. Vote tomorrow's in Florida! The
0: first day of voting
1: in Florida. <laughs> October 19th, first day of voting. And By I've, the time this is public... Public, it's gonna be,
0: and I, I love that I've never seen this before. But it literally says like one minute left on the memory card here, and I, I got to clear my memory. But then in England with asthma, thank you so so much for being so supportive, Dan. We appreciate all of you guys so so much. So thank you so much for sticking with us. And again, David Luno come back after the um, after the uh, election. And of course, Tasha Corney, as always, I love your opinions on everything we talk about. That was the episode. Bye, everybody. In the dark. <laughs> that was great, guys. That's exciting. I've never had this thing. I've never, I've ne- I've never had I literally <laughs> shut up and I'm like, I'm it i it up. Then, that's why I'm going to i it's too I'm like. that's what I'm